Black Tree Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black Tree Crime. Do not go gentle into that good night. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And this is Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, friend, welcome and hello. Peace, love, and happiness. (laughs) We are, as always, excited to be back this week. Um, What's it giving, Kristen? It's giving. Let's get started. I know that's right. But before we get started, y'all. I do want to say something really quick. So when we tell you guys we love you, we really genuinely mean it. However, if you fix your suck to say something less than kind about our mother, all that love goes out the window, bitch. Like, as profes- I'm going to say as professionally as possible. You know, we don't get down like that. Not everyone was raised the same way, but we were raised to respect people's parents. So even if you think she's crazy or she's loud or she's obnoxious, that's fine. Go to your fucking grave with it. Don't ever think you can come over here and tell us and think that we're going to be coochie coo because it's up from there. Why would you ever go to somebody's mom, somebody and talk about their mama? Don't do that. Don't ever do that. Just say You know, that's why people don't want to bring their loved ones in social settings Mm -hmm. because then they feel like they have to defend them because some people don't know how to act. So please, y'all, everybody in our community, don't speak on other people's mamas, let alone ours. Definitely not ours. All right. Love you. Love you. But... Watch yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and to everybody that rides for Mama Nikki, period, every time, y'all are the real ones. We know she's obnoxious. We know she does a lot. But respect goes a long fucking way. Yes. And we also here. know we love her. Yes. Alrighty. Now, sister, are you ready to get started? Let's get into it. Okay. This case is unlike any other case that we've covered. And by the end of this case, you won't know if there's been a murder. You won't even know if there has been a crime. And you may leave with more questions than answers. So join us as we get as close to covering an unsolved case as we've been in a while and discuss the mysterious death of Joyce Vincent. Oh, Joyce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You haven't even seen her yet, Kristen? The bitch is gorgeous. Let me see. We're going to get to it. Oh. So Joyce Carol Vincent was born on Tuesday, October 19th, 1985. Shout out to the Libras. Shout out Libras. My man's a Libra. And she was born in the Hammersmith area of London. So... We've gone across the pond this week. (laughs) (laughs) That caught me off guard. That was awesome. I was excited. I like when we travel. Yeah, let's tiptoe across the pond. Mm -hmm. Her parents, Lawrence and Lyris, were immigrants from Grenada, which is a country in the Caribbean. But her dad was African and her mom was Indian, so she was a mixed baby and was considered to be of Dugla descent. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I did Google it. And it's basically a person who is of the Caribbean and is mixed with African and Indian genes. Okay. I love that for her. Mm -hmm. I hope it's not a derogatory term either. Dougla? Yeah. Okay. Let us know, know, Mm y'all. Okay. Her father worked as a carpenter, and I didn't find out what exactly her mom was doing before her untimely death. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, Joyce's mom died when Joyce was only 11 years old. Rest in peace to Joyce's mama. Yeah, it was really sad. And it was even sadder how her dad decided to tell her 
that her mother was dead because they had five daughters all together mm-hmm. and he went up to them and was like oh yeah by the way your mom's dead um huh? like she's not coming back okay mm-hmm. very selfish Rude. very trauma filled and he was probably going through his own mess he didn't even have time yeah maybe he, he didn't have the emotional intelligence to sugarcoat it for them or to give them a hug right and we're going to kind of talk about how emotionally intelligent this man was so with Joyce being the youngest of four sisters, her siblings stepped up to the plate and helped their father raise young Joyce. Oh, Joyce is beautiful. I love the curls, Joyce. She's giving. It's giving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she was raised by her older sisters, and he needed the help because, according to Joyce, her father was emotionally detached from the girls. He didn't ex- express much love or even a desire to have a real relationship with them. Yeah. And this would go on to affect Joyce's ability to really connect with other people and build relationships herself. Isn't that so sad? It's yeah. like your daddy's going through trauma, mm-hmm. but it's now causing you to have more trauma. Mm-hmm. And now you don't know how to act around people. Yep. That's why being a parent is so much harder than I think some people realize yeah. because everything you do affects, affects your kids. Your everything. Kids. Yep. He was such a non-factor in Joyce's life that she had told people that he died in 2001, when in reality, he died in 2004. And this was after Joyce had already died. What? Yeah. <laughs> took her a minute to process. She was telling folks her daddy died mm-hmm. before her daddy died. Her daddy died, and then her daddy died after she died. Yes. He would die without knowing that she was dead. Oh, wow. Isn't that fucking sad? That's horrible. Yeah. Super strange. So you can tell they literally had like no relationship. None. Growing up, Joyce went to Melcombe Primary School and Fulham Gilead School for Girls. Okay. But would drop out of school at the age of 16. Hmm. Why? I don't really know. I read that she went to these schools that I named are actually like really good schools. Mm -hmm. And from what people said about her that knew her at the time that said she was really smart and she just kind of like downplayed it Mm -hmm. but she was a very smart girl so school isn't for everyone Mm -hmm. for a 16 year old it should be but you know she made her choice she made her choice girl and it didn't stop joyce at all this beautiful young lady we were talking about she's not a woman yet but she would definitely grow into a straight up knockout she was gorgeous and was described as being blessed with a beautiful face winning smile and a charming personality yes joyce you can go anywhere we all know the gift of gab a little cuteness (laughs) can take you very far wink of an eye to the right guy and you're in the sky (laughs) first class (laughs) okay (laughs) but no seriously she was beautiful and she had a passion for singing she would perform in front of her family members whenever she could and wanted to pursue a career in music and entertainment okay so joyce was bold she Mm -hmm. was boisterous oh but she looks so sweet she really does also when i look at her i feel like she's kind of like a tortured soul a little bit like there's something going on in there that she's not sharing yeah and i it, it could be affecting her Even in the picture that I have up right now, if you're on Patreon, you see it. She just seems like, you know, she's missing something. She's longing for something. Yeah. And I feel bad. You can see it in her eyes. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with these blessings that she had, she made her way to the city of London in the 80s, which is where she started hanging out with movie and music producers. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. And then musicians as well, some of which you may actually know. Like who? For example, she rubbed elbows with Stevie Wonder. Ah, 
joys. Mm-hmm. She uh, met singer Betty Wright. You may not know her. Mm-hmm. She's older school R and B. Um, she's been in the same room as Anita Baker, Holler, Denzel Washington, Ooh. and more. When Joyce was just 25 years old, she attended the 1990 Wembley concert called Nelson Mandela, an international tribute for free South Africa. And in the documentary that discusses her life, I'm going to tell you guys the name of it later. There's actually footage of Joyce backstage at the event, and she was able to meet Nelson that day and shake his hand. Oh, my gosh. How did Joyce get into these rooms? Girl. Joyce was that beach. I can see that. She was that beach. And we're here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was because of who she was hanging out with, though. Mm-hmm. And then around this time, she was dating somebody. And we're going to talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely helped expose her to more of the fancy people or the famous people. Okay, the limelight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was a huge deal for Joyce because she loved Nelson. And at this point, I was like, her life seems like it's going to be going up. Her career is going to go up mm-hmm. from here. But that wasn't necessarily the okay. case. Now, I don't want to misrepresent our good sis, okay? Joyce was low-key doing the damn thing. She worked as a secretary at OCL in London. She worked at another prestigious firm and then finally put down roots with Ernst & Young, which is a pretty huge accounting firm. Yeah, it is. You know about it? Yes, I know about Ernst & Young. <laughs> Ernst. Well, <laughs> they're still active today, as Kristen mm-hmm. has shared, and now have 700 locations across 150 countries. So. Wow. Yeah, they weren't small time. My girl was working in the treasury department at this firm. She had brains, didn't even finish school, Mm -hmm. and she was hanging out with celebrities. Mm -hmm. She had beauty. Mm -hmm. What can't Joyce do? So, yeah, she was working in the treasury department at the time and would stay there until she suddenly and unexpectedly quit her job in March of 2001. Okay, Joyce, what's the moves? So no one really knew why she up and quit like that. And people were even more shocked when they found out that a short time after she quit, Joyce spent some time in a domestic abuse shelter in Haringey. And to support herself, she'd taken a job as a cleaner at a motel close by. Oh, my God. Joyce has fallen. So so that means that she was in a bad relationship. It, yes. Kind of. I was wolfing her tail. Yeah. So the next paragraph, I was going to say, and not to say that Joyce was particularly close to her family before this time, because she wasn't really talking to them like that. It seemed like she had been more distant mm-hmm. and low-key as time went on. But at this point, she was just completely isolating herself from her sisters. Mm. A source during the investigation said, quote, she detached herself from her family, but there was no bust up. They are a really nice family. We understand she was in a relationship and there was a history of domestic violence, end quote. So we know about the domestic violence she was going through. But unfortunately, I'm just going to tell you guys right now, we don't get much more information about her experience with that person. But do we know who the person is? (laughs) No. Ah! And we're going to talk about it. We're going to be annoyed by this case. But I really, really wanted to cover this case because it stuck out to me like a sore thumb. And I was like, how did this happen to this beautiful woman? Right. And when you hear everyone describe her and you know the vibe that she gave off and how they felt when they were around her i'm like how the how did any of you guys let this happen right like who's really looking out for joyce doesn't seem like anyone is Mm -hmm. people close to her felt like joyce may have up and ran because she was either embarrassed to be a victim of abuse and didn't want people to know for real or she was trying to hide from her abuser and didn't want anyone to know where she could be found that's what i thought immediately and i thought that maybe her abuser worked at Ernst & Young. 
That's what I was thinking too. But she was also in a relationship with this person. Like she was married to this person. And me not being able to find any information about her husband, like someone she was married to legally, is very, very, very strange to me. I'm shocked. That means maybe this person has influence. Yeah. Or people really weren't paying attention to Joyce whatsoever at all. Not even the court documents. Which is weird. There's no court documents because as far as like the domestic violence things, she didn't really go the legal route. She just up and left, got herself out of the situation, and went to a shelter. Wow, Joyce. Yeah. So I believe that these possibilities are probable. I can see how someone would think this, but it was hard for me to think that a woman like Joyce, who seemed to have a great job and so much going for her, would just drop everything and everyone. And deal. Out of nowhere. Right. Thank God she had no kids in the situation. Correct. But that was before I heard what Joyce's friends and coworkers had to say about her. Uh So they basically described Joyce as having this bubbly, inviting, addicting type of energy. But that she also seemed to be suffering with some things internally. Yeah. So I can't even hold y'all. When I was listening to what her friends and her coworkers were saying in the documentary, it's called Dreams of Life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really shocked because they were kind of talking a little bit of shit. About her? Yeah. So it, was, <laughs> it wasn't like necessarily maybe shit talking, but it kind of puts you in that mindset of this is a situation where you don't want to say anything bad about the deceased, even though it may be true. So they were basically like they would say she was amazing and she was beautiful and she was all of this, but she was kind of dirty and kind of lazy. And if you go to her house in her tub, you see a thick black ring around the tub because she just didn't clean. And like people literally commented in the documentary it was like, OK, if you make it big, you're going to have to find somebody to clean your house because you're just not going to clean. One of her girlfriends was like, she was just lazy. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, let one of my friends call me lazy after I kick the bucket. I'm haunting that hoe. <laughs> but if she was lazy and she's actually using a euphemism for something else, <laughs> then it's like, friend, uh, why are you not cleaning your tub? Are you depressed? Yeah, that that could have been something that was playing into it. Right. Because she can she, act when she's out in public. But when she goes home, she can't literally do anything. Her life is disheveled. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely could have been the thing. According to people that knew Joyce, she had a tendency to suffer from mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure exactly what her ailment or struggles were because it wasn't really mentioned. And I don't think she was formally diagnosed. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that stood out to people the most was Joyce's ability to be present and to make a person feel special. And then just completely ghost them. Well, been there, done that. <laughs> been there, done that. Around the time that Joyce quit her job, she was spotted sitting by herself on a park bench looking quite different. Like wasn't looking like herself. Her hair was not done. She usually was dressed to the nines. She was going through it. And it doesn't really feel like anybody took the time and energy to inquire more about Joyce. Right. Like, yeah, she might be bubbly, but if you can tell that there's something going on, did anybody ever take a moment to be like, girl, let's be for real? Yeah. You know, or when I'm at your house, I see you're not cleaning. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to be also honest. From the documentary, it was all white people in that documentary maybe two black people in the whole entire thing but all the white people had these experiences with joyce and were describing her but it didn't seem like they went out of their way to check on her and not to say oh it has anything to do with race right but it was just like they basically were like oh we know this is how joyce is we're just gonna let joyce be joyce instead of being like we know how joyce is why is she like this can we help her exactly so sad those weren't really her friends no And we're going to kind of talk about that, too. 
According to her co-workers, though, she wasn't the type to share information about her life. She was like extremely private when it came down to it. And they felt like they knew her, but at the same time had no idea what was really going on in her head. And that's the truth. Yeah. And maybe didn't try that hard to figure it out, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. That's a co-worker. You know, I understand just letting people be, bitch, and then going home. Yeah, I get grown people being grown. Mm-hmm. But don't call yourself a friend. Right. Some of her friends were not giving friends. Mm-hmm. And after she quit her job and essentially went on the run, a lot of people thought it was just Joyce being Joyce, distancing herself from everyone for the time being, and then she would come back when she was ready. Well, by 2006, Joyce Vincent would be found dead in her home where she had died almost three whole years earlier. You gotta be kidding me. All Kristen's jaw was on the ground. Literally wide open, could eat the mic. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that crazy? Kayla, this is really crazy. The whole situation is nuts because it's like, Okay, if she has such a bubbly personality, if she was so, like, that B, right? Yep. How could she have stayed in an apartment three years deceased and nobody knew? I don't know. Looking like this, like, people kept commenting about how men would just fall for her. Like, in love with her, they would fall over themselves trying to get some of her attention and her time. And she's, like, the loneliest the person. Lo- the loneliest little beautiful little teacup angel. Well, yeah, so really, really sad. Rest in peace, Joyce. Rest in peace, Joyce. And we're about to talk a little bit more about what her life was looking like before she was found dead. Fran, let me ask you something. What pair of sunglasses do you know that offer insurance? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's worded differently. <laughs> it's a warranty. But $25 sunglasses with a one-year warranty? $25 sunglasses that don't slip, don't bounce, and are 100% polarized? It's giving investment. It's giving, let's do this. Yeah. If you guys are ready for summer and not ready to have your eyes hurting, burning, seeing dark spots, you need to get some quality sunglasses. And you can be cute at the same time. You do not have to get your sunglasses in no Fashion Nova Mm-mm. just for one outfit. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can get genuinely good sunglasses with gooder gooder has amazing options i love the names of their sunglasses it's so cute but the best thing about them for me honestly is the quality like i can have these sunglasses for longer than a year i can have these glasses from the time i give birth to my baby boy to the time that he starts school it's possible because they offer such quality and they have that one year warranty period and if i don't like it i can return it within 30 days for free mm-hmm. um 100 satisfaction guaranteed so they can send me another one yeah. or whatever so if you guys want some dope sunglasses that start at just $25 a pair, Gooder is giving Black True Crime listeners free shipping on your first order. You can use the link in the description or just visit Gooder.com slash Black True Crime and use code Black True Crime to get free shipping. Bye. Alrighty, back to the episode. In February of 2003, Joyce had moved into a flat owned by the Metropolitan Housing Trust. AKA the projects? Um, they were... <laughs> They would help people that had like victim domestic abuse issues hide and find some place to stay. Okay. So that's where she was living in one of those flats. Nine months later in November, Joyce was hospitalized for two days and had to have an operation after vomiting blood. And this is when she had when she found out she had a peptic ulcer. Okay. Yeah. 
Do you know what a peptic ulcer of is? Of course sister? not. Of course not. I Googled it. I got you. According to midlineplus.gov, a peptic ulcer is a sore in the lining of your stomach or your duodenum. Duodenum. There you go. Mm-hmm. The first part of your small intestine. Mm-hmm. Complications aren't necessarily common, but if they do occur, they can be severe, leading to things like the lining of the stomach being perforated. And if you don't know anything about stomach acid, that shit is foul. And strong. It'll rot you from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So if a perforation were to happen, she would be in huge trouble. Mm-hmm. She also suffered from asthma. Oh, sis, I used to too. I know. Now, I don't know if this was something that developed later in life or if she always struggled with this. But at this point, she's like 38, 37. And I'm just surprised she's going through so many health issues. Yeah. So, so... And it's like, did she have these problems all alone, all along, and just didn't take care of herself? You good, know, good question. The one thing that I didn't Google was what causes a peptic ulcer, so maybe I should have Googled that for sure. But honestly, who knows? Maybe she was, oh, bitch. I don't know. Maybe she was a drinker. I didn't find that. I didn't see that. Not even drug use. I didn't see any of that. But also, Joyce was so secretive. I think the people that were talking about her in the documentary wouldn't have even known if she was doing shit like this. This is crazy. Insane. Such Nobody a recluse. Knows this woman. A beautiful recluse. Oh. And that's not even including the trauma that she may be struggling with or emotional issues. Like, we're just talking about what she's going through physically. Yeah. Imagine the torment that she's going through in her mind. Ever since she was a little girl. And it's, like, all over her face. Something else that I read that was just confusing to me and honestly disheartening was the fact that when she was in the hospital getting her operation, her emergency contact was listed as her bank manager. Like not family, not friends, not even a coworker, bitch. Her bank manager was her closest emergency contact. Correct. Now, I don't know if that suggests she may have had a more intimate relationship with her bank manager because I didn't find the name of that person anywhere. Mm -hmm. But that's where she was at in her life. Most people just took it as, oh, wow, that's so sad. She had no one else but her bank manager in her life. But it could have been it a little, been a thing. little more, you know, mm-hmm. shucking and not shucking and driving, um, hip grinding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a little shucking. Mm. Shacking. Shacking. Yeah. Fast forward to January 5th, 2006. UK officials showed up at Joyce's flat to essentially evict her. According to, yeah. According to them, she hadn't been paying her rent for quite some time, and they finally decided enough was enough. You got to get out. Mm-hmm. So when they arrived and knocked on the door but got no answer, they started asking neighbors if they'd seen Joyce. Many of them didn't even know who she was. They didn't even know that she lived there and only really noticed the faint sound of a TV coming from the apartment, a putrid smell. Well, there you go. And some little black bugs. Ew. But they didn't really think too much of it because they kind of lived in like a project type of area mm-hmm. and there was garbage on the street a lot. So they were like, oh, the street just stinks. It's fine. Mm-hmm. No. Unfortunately, it was not the garbage that was smelling up the place. When authorities gained entry to Joyce's house, they found Joyce on the floor, dead, clenching a shopping bag. So I read that she was found sitting on her couch, kind of like slouched over and the TV was still on. Mm-hmm. And then I read that she was literally in the process of wrapping Christmas gifts and like signing Christmas cards. So she was surrounded with Christmas stuff and that's where she died. And it just makes me feel like, okay, she clearly didn't plan to die. She's in the middle of doing all of this. Yeah. Of giving gifts. Yeah. So it just makes it even more sad because she really 
may have just keeled over. And she died alone. At 38 years old. That's hard to believe. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, on one hand, like, I'm glad that, like, Joyce's situation is not affecting anyone else. Like, for example, she's not perpetuating generational trauma to, like, kids or anything. But at the same Fair. time, like, damn, Joyce. Like, right. you had the chance to live your best life. And you decide to let nobody in. It doesn't. And also, it doesn't seem like anybody wanted to be inside of your life other than probably men who Mm -hmm. wanted you. I also think she was very intimidating. Like Mm -hmm. she had this energy of I can do whatever I put my mind to. I'm bold and I'm confident, especially because she loved to sing and she would sing in front of anyone Mm -hmm. like she didn't. She wasn't she didn't shy away from that. So I think it was just more so intimidation that people felt. And one thing about what this can teach you guys is check on your strong friends. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they may be strong. Yeah, they may not want to open up about what they're going through or who they are really or their most secret moments or whatever. But check on your strong friends. Mm -hmm. They need you. The ones that aren't saying anything are probably the ones that need to say the most. Yes. So just check on your folks. So there was no way to tell that the body was in fact Joyce initially because her remains were mostly skeletal by the time she was found. Good lord. Can you imagine her just decaying on a floor? What was the apartment under her going through? That's what I'm saying. Three years of not being found? She wasn't paying rent that long? No, she wasn't. But we're going to talk about that later. Because I will address it. Because I'm sure most people are like, three years and no rent paid and your landlord didn't come get you? Shoot. Must be nice. Not in 2023. No, never, Christy, never. You're late one day. (laughs) Eviction notice is on your door. (laughs) Literally. So, yeah, they had to identify her with her dental records. But it was determined that Joyce was probably deceased as early as December of 2003. So that's like less than a month after she was hospitalized and went through that surgery for her ulcer. Less than a month. Don't you think if you go through a surgery... She should have been going to the doctor to she get a follow checkups. up, right? Yep. And nobody fucking. Okay, it's fine. Like, where was the bank manager? I agree. And then it also, it's like 2003 at this time. Facebook, you know, all that type of yeah. stuff is just now happening on the scene. I think in like 2006 is when it really started making its thing. So she's already gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. I can understand if she's on the run and constantly trying to hide from people and not sitting still. How the fuck are people supposed to find her? And she didn't have one person she let in. Right. But yet you're wrapping Christmas gifts. That's what I'm thinking. I was like, who is she wrapping? Maybe she was going to go see her sisters. Yeah. You know, maybe she had that plan. Mm -hmm. But good Lord. Because of the extensive decay, it was basically impossible for the coroner to determine Joyce's cause of death. But coupled with the fact that investigators ruled out foul play, it was hypothesized that Joyce more than likely died from complications caused by either her peptic ulcer or her asthma. Okay. They said she may have had an asthma attack and just died that way. What a horrible way to die. I was just about to say, I've never had an asthma attack, so I don't know what that even looks like or feels like. You're literally suffocating. And how is the reaction? Is the reaction to try to stand up? get air find something the reaction is panic Mm -hmm. i could never just sit there and have an asthma attack and just 
slowly die. Like that is not an okay death. It's yeah. not an easy one. You are literally gasping for freaking air. Yeah. And you're probably freaking the fuck yeah. out. I would have ran out. She would have ran out and tried to get somebody to help her. You that's don't what just I was die thinking. like that. I'd rather put a plastic bag over my head. That's <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Damn. That's what I was thinking though. Cause I was like, when she was when when I read that she was found with a shopping bag in her hand, I was like, maybe she was trying to use the bag to put over her mouth and calm down her breathing mm. so she can get some air. I only know that to work for people that are hyperventilating. I don't I don't think that works for asthma attacks. But either way, it's sad as hell because I'm thinking she suffered. If she died that way, she suffered. Even okay. if she died from complications due to her ulcer, maybe she was septic, bitch, and they didn't know. And she was just sitting in her septicness? And then just died from it. Or didn't have the strength to even get up and get herself some help. That's true and utter and real depression, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. How scary. This You're is feeling so yourself sad. die from the inside out. Oh my God. Please hug me. Hugs. I need to hug Joyce. I know. Really sad. So once the media got a hold of this discovery, the headlines were going crazy. From Why? Well, because a she beautiful was woman. Yeah. Found dead in a flat after three years. Crazy. So one of the headlines was skeleton found in London flat. And then another one was woman dead in flat for three years. So I just couldn't imagine being someone that knew her and just seeing how flippant and heartless they're just announcing her death. Horrible. Well, also, they probably, yeah, they probably themselves felt horrible knowing her and not knowing, damn, she died. Oh, yeah, the person, the yeah, people that the are reading. Yeah, for sure. I was about to say, not her. the media. The media doesn't care. They love the attention. Girl. You see how big those letters were on that thing? Woman dead. It's horrible. Okay. Horrible. Now that her remains have been identified, it's time to reach out to family members and loved ones to notify them of her death so they can properly bury her, you know, do whatever they want to do. Joyce's four sisters were understandably devastated when they found out about her death and had even hired a private investigator during the time she was missing to try and find her. And all four women to this day have refused to talk publicly about their sister's death. I ain't mad at them. I'm like, the whole family is like, you know, no pictures, no attention. And I, I can understand it. Right. I'm not mad at them. But at the same time, this was your sister. Like, how do you, how can you feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hired a private investigator, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, like, your sister did not tell y'all where she was. Right. That, that, that hurts. Hurts. Yeah. She pushed them away for sure. I, I couldn't imagine you doing that to me. I would lose my shit. And they took care of her. Yeah. Growing up. Yeah. Like a like their little daughter type of thing. So I'm sure the emotions they were feeling were just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the media was printing about Joyce and a filmmaker named Carol Morley happened upon like what happened to her because she was reading it in the news and was so enthralled by the mystery associated with Joyce's life and her death that Carol decided to create a documentary. Mm-hmm. And it was called dreams of a life so i said dreams of life earlier it's called dreams of a life Mm. and carol this is carol if you're on patreon you see her hey carol hey carol girl her first goal was to find people that knew joyce so she listed an ad in the paper and literally asked did you know joyce vincent (laughs) gave like a little rundown of where she went to school and stuff like that and then provided a phone number and a website okay joyce's middle name was carol Mm -hmm. which is really cute Mm. probably what connected her so quickly Mm -hmm. But yeah, so the website was actually JoyceVincent.com. It doesn't work anymore, but I thought that was really cool that she went out of her way and did that. And she received responses. Some old co-workers had contacted her, a few old boyfriends, 
And they were all shocked to hear that Joyce was not only dead, but had been dead for years and no one fucking knew about it. When Carol was interviewing some of Joyce's co-workers, she found out that there was a lot of different explanations for why Joyce quit her job. Okay. So some thought she was traveling with a big group of people. It was like 20 people that she claimed that she was traveling with. She told someone else that she was being headhunted by another company. Okay. And may have left for them. She was just all over the place with it. Just straight lying. Didn't want to tell nobody the truth. And although Joyce was described as being beautiful with a great personality, she was also a little rough around the edges sometimes. I believe it. Yeah. As we know, according to the state of her bathroom. <laughs> her friends shouldn't have said that. I think that's something that was intimate. They could have took to their graves. Everybody don't even know everything. Her friends said she had a black <laughs> ring around her tub. That's shade, friend. That's really foul. That's shade. And I don't like that. How do you even get on the topic of her tub? You should have seen the girl that said it, too. I was like, you think you're funny, ho? Like, Because she's laughing. And so I don't, I'm not impressed. Right, we don't feel like that. <laughs> Joyce is my bitch. You don't talk about her like that. But either way, she you was trying to clean her tub. Or you should offer. That's what I'm saying. She was probably going through some shit. Mm-hmm. So anyway, some of her friends categorized her as someone, quote, who walked out of jobs if she clashed with a colleague and who moved from one flat to the next all over London. She didn't answer the phone to her sister and didn't appear to have her own circle of friends, instead relying on the company of relative strangers who came with the package of a new boyfriend, a colleague, or a flatmate. And that's quote. probably all she knew on ways to like create relationships. She knew how to have shallow relationships with people, mm-hmm. not deep ones. Correct. It just seems like she was a wanderer, you know? Yeah. I'm a wanderer. And shout, shout out to, to Janae. Janae. <laughs> but yeah, and she just didn't, maybe she didn't even desire permanent relationships like that. But I do think she desired one, oh, at least one with a man. Yeah. Like for sure. Because like, that's the easiest one to be real. Like that's the one that can be the most intimate, the easier one, because you guys are genuinely attracted to each other. When mm-hmm. it comes to girlfriends, it's, it's sometimes difficult Yeah, to have a girlfriend. And maybe she had some bad experiences because even nowadays it's like if a female thinks you're too attractive or something like that she doesn't want to be friends with you she keeps you at arm's length she's detached from her own sisters of course she would detach from girlfriends Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hey friend i highly our show today is sponsored by microdose gummies microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of thc that help you feel just the right amount of good i know sometimes we have like really busy days and so much is going on if you have like a full day ahead of you if you want just a little bit of a creativity boost right like when i write these cases i would love to have just like a little jolt of inspiration and microdose gummies can definitely help with that and they also have gummies that help with sleep being a pregnant woman i have been struggling with my sleep a lot and i'm not suggesting that you take these while you're pregnant but what i am saying is if you struggle with getting sleep or even pain microdose gummies are there for you they have a bunch of different flavors that you can try with different effects and i know i mentioned thc and i know it's not completely legal everywhere but microdose is available nationwide you don't have to worry about getting in trouble legally okay so to learn more about microdosing thc go to microdose.com and use code black true crime to get free shipping and 30 percent off your first order the link can be found in the show description but just in case again it's microdose.com and use code black true crime for 30 percent off your first order and free shipping all right back to the episode Now, speaking of relationships, let's talk about her exes. Mm. We know that Joyce was in an abusive relationship and may have felt that 
the only way she could get away from that person is by disappearing. And I still wonder who the fuck that person was. Like, why is it so hush hush? And I do know that it was a Caucasian man. I do know that it was a Caucasian man in this picture. If you're on Patreon, you see it. He is that guy. Kayla, he's protected. Yeah, it's weird. He's a big wig and made sure that none of us would ever know who he is. Yeah. But also part of me was like, maybe it's this other ex that we're about to talk about right now. His name is Martin Lister, who looks like a blister. No shade. Look at him. Didn't age well. Don't know what he looked like back then. But from the look of the chin from this picture, it could damn well be him in this picture. Wait, go back. You know damn well Martin ain't that tall. No, thank you so much for saying that, Kristen. And yes, he does look like a blister. And also, why did you capture this specific moment of him? (laughs) You tried him. (laughs) He's clearly laughing. Go watch the documentary and you'll see this is this still is just fine martin yeah so (laughs) i also remember in the documentary they mentioned that he was kind of short he was a short fellow it's given short yeah (laughs) it's given you did not deserve joys what were you paying her very very strange looking couple (laughs) (laughs) he said that he and joyce were in a romantic relationship for about three years dang he hit that no shade (laughs) but still remained in touch after their breakup until 2002 He said Joyce would come stay with him from time to time, even after she left her job in 2001. Mm. So from what we see right now, he may be the last person that really was in communication with with Joyce before Mm -hmm. she passed. He said he didn't even know she was dead until he saw Carol's ad in the paper and couldn't believe that out of all places, Joyce was living in a public housing. Like he was like, that's not Joyce. Mm. He said, quote, you look back and think, I wish I'd asked more, wish I'd understood more, Mm. end quote. And from the documentary, Kristen, you can tell this man is still actively full-blown in love with this woman. Like, he admits, yeah, she was the love of my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, multiple people actually said that about her. Oh, wow. I mean, but look at him. Like, no shade, but Joyce is going to be the best he could ever get. (laughs) And if you were in love with her, why didn't you push the envelope? Or maybe you did, and she just was not responding. So, It kind of took a turn because according to Martin, they spent a lot of time together and his friends essentially became her friends. And a lot of people thought they were a weird couple because it was giving Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. It was giving Snow White and Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) It was just that, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Everyone thought it was weird. And I think that kind of played into his emotions because he started to become pretty jealous. Mm. Like he got in a physical fight with one of his friends for flirting with her. Okay, Martin, throw them hands. Girl, He in the documentary, he's like, yeah, I don't think anyone expected little old Martin to do anything. I'm like, sir. Kayla, Joyce was the juice that Martin <laughs> needed in his sippy cup. She was juice, okay. the juice and the sauce. <laughs> Best he ever had. You know? He, he did, like, as the documentary goes on, bitch. Honestly, I was thinking, did Martin know something? Just because he was, you could tell he was in love. He was crazy about joyce like it became to the point when she would talk about a guy or have a guy friend he was automatically suspect about it he was not very secure in the relationship Mm -hmm. and i think maybe that's what led to her pushing him away for sure so the relationship deteriorated and eventually joyce found herself dating a black man okay which wasn't her usual type honestly she usually date like white guys Mm -hmm. 
it became such a thing. Black people would walk up to her and be like, why are you dating that honky? Okay. Very fucking rude. Okay. Mind your damn business. Like, love is love, y'all. Y'all want to shout that to the rooftop in certain occasions, right. but not in others. Right. So, miss me with that bullshit. But okay with this black man. Mm-hmm. So, she was kind of grappling with the idea of, like, should I be with a black man? Should I be with a white man? Like, she was torn because people... I feel like we're making her feel torn. Yeah, you know they were. And she's like, well, I'm black. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I'm sure she had that inner like thoughts of like, why aren't I with my own culture? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Which hopefully she didn't do that to herself. But either way, when she started dating Alistair in 1990, that was the black man you just saw. Mm-hmm. He seemed to be what she needed at the time. In the documentary, he claimed he told her, You've had a lot of boyfriends. Now you finally got a man. Ooh. Okay, Alistair. Alistair. Bring it out. You know? (laughs) At first she thought he was gay, though, because they would literally sleep together in the same bed, but he never tried anything. Like, for the first month, he didn't touch her, nothing like that. So Mm -hmm. she was, like, talking to her friend, like, what? What is it giving? He good? Like, you know, he like us? (laughs) He like pocketbooks? (laughs) (laughs) Does he like pocketbooks? <laughs> or does he like cherries? Oh, God. What is that? Balls. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Uh, But, yeah. So, that obviously was put to bed after they went to bed together. And Ooh. they officially became a thing. Like, you didn't know that Alistair has some self-control. Okay? Mm. That's all you needed to know. Which is so shocking. Yeah. It is. To be fair. And Alistair was no sucker. Like. Don't try to play on his top. He was a music manager and managed Betty Wright. So that's why she was able to get in certain rooms and, you know, go to certain events because they're amazing. Okay, Alistair. Mm -hmm. He put her on. He was. He really was. But the relationship didn't last too, too long. And Joyce would end up in a marriage that turned abusive. Mm. And many people suspect that this is why she up and left everyone. There was very little information about him, like I already said. Um, I didn't even find a name. Joyce was that secretive. I'm like, I need to file something in the UK to see if I can see like a marriage document something, or something. Kayla. Like, how is this not something I can access? Especially when this man, first of all, the investigation. Hello. How did y'all not access this? This man could potentially be the last person that saw Joyce mm-hmm. or have something to do with her murder. Correct. And we're going to talk about the investigation a little bit because I wasn't really satisfied mm-hmm. with the outcome. So why wasn't she discovered? Well, for one, part of her rent and utilities were being paid by the organization that was helping her. Okay. So that's probably why it took so long for them to go to her flat and actually evict her. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, three years is a long time to to not be be paying rent and utilities, but okay. Some of Joyce's coworkers and friends felt like Joyce had abandoned them in a way. Mm -hmm. So they felt like she really wanted them out of their lives and if she wanted to be around them or if she gave a fuck she would reach out to them i get it but Mm -hmm. y'all know you just said you saw the trauma in her Mm -hmm. so it's like some some friends you're gonna have to fight for and as grown tell people we have to decide we have to to this we have to decide if we want to do that or not it's true it's true and then sometimes it's just not worth it like for me This is the perfect time in my life for me to not have friends because I don't want to talk to nobody. You know what I'm saying? I want to get through this pregnancy, sleep as much as I can, mm-hmm. and, you know, push this baby out and heal. That's my focus. So. And for me, like, I'm always the friend that's like, 
taking care of others. Mm -hmm. So I would have been like, Joyce, where you at? Like, I would have reached out to her. Then she probably would have got on my nerves because Mm -hmm. she didn't reach back out. Mm -hmm. But I would have tried. Yeah, At least try. Mm -hmm. Even Martin's obsessed ass felt like Joyce had moved on with her life. (laughs) And when it comes to her family, because Joyce was estranged from her sisters and her dad before she even disappeared, it was hard for them to get in contact with her even if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. So Joyce closed herself off to the world. And why did she do it? Well, at this point, we can only speculate. Maybe it was due to her abuser. Maybe it had something to do with the mental health breakdown that she was experiencing. Who really fucking knows? Mm. The fact is, she was just a beautiful, talented, well-known woman. And she was able to die alone three years before her body was ever found. This is insane. And to me, that will always remain a mystery. I regardless of her being so distant regardless of there not being social media around i mean (sighs) like that would haunt me yeah i feel like that's a lot of people's worst nightmare is to die alone nobody knows where they are nobody really cares about them yep that's sad super sad and she had all the tools to be loved even if she did even if she didn't have all the tools to be loved right? right because of the things that she was going through internally I think she had the opportunity to address those issues and get help. But maybe she wasn't vulnerable enough yeah. to reach out for that type of help that she needed. I'm like, but girl, you could have turned into a superstar and not give them by anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and had your money and had you something. Some things are just heavier on certain people and too heavy to move. And I think maybe that's what our girl was going through. Yeah. It's the same thing that some suicide victims go through. Mm-hmm. You may think of from the outside and you have all of this stuff, but then no. Yeah. You know, like it's not enough. At the end of the day, you go to an empty home it's in an enough. empty bed yeah. and have to deal with those feelings that you're having. Yeah. And those thoughts. Every day. And with Joyce, like she moved from friend group to friend group. She relied so much on her significant others, like friendships to create her own. She didn't have really any individuality. Mm. Like people would say, I would prefer to talk to your significant other than I would prefer to talk to her because it seemed like she just adapted her personality to whoever she was with. Such a waste. Such a waste. Rest in peace, Joyce. Rest in peace. And I really think losing her mother so early and essentially her dad too, because he was completely unavailable to her, may have created like attachment issues slash abandonment issues that she struggled with until the end. Which is crazy because like you had sisters, mm-hmm. older sisters. Did you not glean from them anything? What did what happened in that household? No, seriously. Where you felt like you needed to detach. I know. I would love to know more about her childhood because it couldn't have just ended there as far as her trauma. Yeah. I wish your sisters would speak out, but, you know, I respect their them protecting their peace in their space. Also, I want to mention that part of me feels like the investigation could have been a little more extensive. Like, I know police said her front door was locked and there was no signs of struggle in the apartment. So she had two locks, the one on the door and then the one on top. You know, you know how doors are. Mm-hmm. Both of those holes were locked. But in my mind, I'm like, if Joyce was really suffering from an asthma attack she would be freaking out, right? Yeah, she would be freaking out. So there would be some type of struggle even inside of her apartment from her struggling with herself. Yeah. And they said there was no signs of any type of struggle at all. Kind of weird to me. And then did she have a phone in her apartment? She didn't try to call 911. Like, she just sat there and died. That's what they're suggesting that happened to her. So it's it's possible, but for me, it's 
Mm, I got questions. Much. Like, did they find her keys at her house? Right. Since her door was locked and nobody was there. Okay, was her actual house key in the house? Do we know if someone else may have had a, her house key? Or, you know, was the window open or was it unlocked mm. where somebody could go in or, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Any, was there any other exit to the home? Mm-hmm. And I think as soon as they saw that the door was bolted, like both locks were closed, they were like, no one else was in here. It's impossible for someone to be responsible for this. Oh, also, I read that she was on Vinylin poppers for her asthma mm-hmm. to like help treat her asthma. So I'm like, did they find any vinylin poppers there there right or in her blood system or Next, in her stomach well, they couldn't, they couldn't oh, see any of that because it's been so long but i'm just saying within her apartment does she have vinylin poppers because if she did she could have taken them and possibly saved her life if that's what she died from but like i said it could have been a complication from her surgery we just don't know because none of that stuff was still intact when she was found yeah so i have a lot of questions i know you guys probably have some questions let us know what you guys think about all of this Joyce's case inspired Carol to create the dreams of a life documentary and has also inspired some musicians, mm-hmm. namely Steve Wilson, who created his album Hand Cannot Erase as a tribute to Joyce and what happened to her. So mm-hmm. check that out if you guys want to. I didn't check it out, but let me know what it was like. And then although I was super surprised that Joyce went undiscovered for so long, apparently in Japan, this type of thing happens all the time really yes so often that there is a term for it it's called hodokushi and it means lonely death hodokushi mm-hmm. dang yeah it's like prominent i also found out that it happens more than i think even here in the u.s former rhode island mayor susan minard was found dead in her home in september 2022 along with her boyfriend daniel grabowski so that's homegirl susan according to investigators daniel had died from type 2 diabetes complications while 74 year old susan died of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease so Ooh. heart issue good lord did they die at the same time it's it's giving they died it had bitch i don't know we don't know how quick like close they died together because both bodies were found together i feel like this is a workaholic's worst nightmare Mm -hmm. like the people that don't have friends or community or things to do outside of work and all they do is dedicate themselves to work Mm -hmm. and then you go home one day and you're 65 and whatever has caught up to you you just die at least your co-workers could look for you i know i know at the very least that's why i was like it's crazy this this is a former mayor that's what i'm saying and nobody noticed that she was dead for at least a week yeah at least a week her neighbor noticed that he hadn't seen the couple and wanted a welfare check performed. So they didn't go unnoticed as long as Joy. Joyce did. Mm-hmm. But still, it just blows my mind. Blows my mind that people can straight up die and no one know. Like, if you didn't hear from me for a whole week. that's Chris, if I don't hear from you for a day, I'm like, where is this bitch at? Right. Amber alert. Adult Amber Alert. I'm Adult. putting one no, out. No, you said it right the first time. <laughs> Treating you like a child. Yes. Amber <laughs> Alert. But yeah, that's our case. Oh, that hurts. For this week. Joyce. Joyce. She's so pretty. Rest and not to say like looks or everything, but for some reason I think, okay, she's super pretty. So that meant she was super happy. Why the fuck would I think that? I think. It's okay. She's super pretty. She must have had some type of person in her life mm-hmm. that cared about her. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
but that's not true either. No. So everybody pretty hurts, as the words Beyonce. <laughs> pretty freaking hurts. It sure does. And I, trust me, I looked on Reddit. I looked on, like, secret forums and where people can just talk their shit about their experiences and people that they've known and blah, blah, blah. I found a lot of information in that way in the past, but... I couldn't find her husband's name to save my life. So if you guys have that information, please share. I would love to update everyone about that, May, because it had to have been the abusive relationship she was in. Had to have been. So we don't know. We don't know, y'all. Also, one more thing. No, that's it. Yes. Woo. What about that? That was an eerie one. What do you guys think? I just wanted to do this when it's different. We, like I said, we don't even know if she was murdered. We don't know. We don't know anything. We don't know nothing. But I wanted to cover it because it's just so shocking, and it really does show you that it's important to check on your people's. Like you never know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I know any of us will want to do is find out one of our loved ones is dead via the newspaper. Yeah, and I know sometimes it can feel overwhelming with having people in your life, mm-hmm. but it's better than not having them. Okay, let's just keep it funky. So you trying to trying to be recluses, mm-hmm. come out of your shell, okay? Because you don't want to end up like Joyce. But also take the time that you need, but communicate with the people that love you so they know what's going on. Facts. Do everything you can to protect your peace and your space, regardless of who is involved. But also, you know, we Let care. Let somebody know. Yeah, but it's like we care about people in our lives and we don't want them freaking out, <laughs> wondering how we are. So. Yeah. We love you guys. We hope you guys are all doing really well. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you guys thought. Hit us up on Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please give us a five-star rating. It really, really helps us grow. Mm -hmm. And yeah, before we go, be safe, protect your peace, and protect your space. So So we we don't don't have to cover cover your your case, case. friend. Period. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.